Gal. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Kunai. It's me, Will, and I am joined by... It's me, it's a me, Vish. It's me, guys, as always. <laughs> I love the it's a me. I do that at school all the time and the kids are like, oh my god, Mario. Anyway, so uh, today we are going to be uh, talking about Princess Connect Redive, aren't we, Bish? Yeah, we are. Uh, before we get into the main topic of discussion for you new folks, Get Life Podcast, Kunai is a monthly anime discussion podcast underneath the Get Life group. Due to the nature of discussion, we can't avoid spoilers of the show that we are going to be watching. And for those that are based off existing pieces of work, whether it's manga, light novel, or some other media form, we're not going to be covering the source material for those. If you'd like to recommend a show for us to watch and make an episode of Kunai, leave a suggestion on our Discord page. That's getlifepodcast.com forward slash discord in addition to that make sure that you guys give us a five star rating on itunes or on spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts big thanks to our sponsors sukoi mart and crunchyroll where you can watch this anime well back to you yeah thanks man so uh as i was saying we're going to be talking today about the first season of princess connect redive this was a 13 episode anime uh licensed by crunchyroll uh, this was originally aired back in the spring of 2020 which you know was kind of a mm, let's just say a time of term or also it was nice to have a, a a good show like this to watch uh it's considered action adventure comedy and fantasy uh, it was produced by Psy Games Pictures. And you're like, wait, Psy Games? Who is that? Well, Psy Games is the same company that has various uh, games out there, such as Grand Blue Fantasy, the Princess Connect game itself, which is also licensed by Crunchyroll. You should check it out. So, Bish, do you have any kind of questions or anything about uh, the Psy uh, Games Pictures studio or anything? To be honest with you, I don't really know much about Psy Games to begin with, other than Grand Blue Fantasy, but that's only through you. Like I said, I didn't know that this was an, an animation studio. I did not have a clue. So I don't know where they came from completely. They, they might be new to me. I don't know if they've come from other industry professionals because that happens sometimes. You know, you get Studio Trigger coming from Gainax and that kind of stuff. So I don't know if it's the same sort of case here. Well, Psy Games is, as I said, a gaming company, mostly in the mobile PC market, you know, uh, gacha type games, uh, card games. Like they're the company that made uh, Shadowverse. Uh, they also did Rage of Bahamut, but actually it has its own anime which is kind of where this stuff kind of started really so Mappa actually worked with Psy Games to produce the anime for Rage of Bahamut which is actually really good too and Psy Games decided that they wanted to branch out more because they were already also in the music like pretty much all their properties you can buy music CDs and even go to concerts and things like that so when they decided to you know form their own actual animation studio they kind of teamed up not only with Mappa, but also with Wit. So in the actual game that uh, this anime is based off of, the Princess Connect game, the actual in-game animation was made by Wit. So Psy Games basically took one of Mappa's studios, the studio they were working with, and its people, and they uh, hired people from Wit, Shaft, A1 Pictures, and a couple other pieces here and there to create this studio and like if you go and you look at some of their staff and stuff like that they've worked on a lot of really good shows that um, had really strong animation if nothing else mm -hmm. it's very interesting that you mentioned a1 studios because initially when i was watching this i kind of felt that it was very a1 if that makes sense you know like no it, it was very reminiscent it does. Of that. that's one of the reasons why i decided to kind of look into where some of the animation crew came from because i was getting some of those similar vibes and i'm one of those people that i actually really like a1 pictures you know they're not everyone's favorite but most of their shows i'm i'm into would you like me to go into my first impressions of the show first or would yeah you like I, to touch on I, I think it would be best if you go into this first impressions and then I'll give mine. Well, I was already, you know, kind of um, looking forward to this just because I'm kind of 
a Psy Games fan. As I said, I already liked the Rage of Bahamut anime, and I've been playing the Grand Blue Fantasy uh, gacha game for a long, t long time now, probably too long. Uh, so I was itching to see what else Psy Games was gonna uh, come up with, especially with something that they were producing as you know their own anime this this time around, because they've had, like I said, other partnerships with studios before, um, and I was kind of let down by the Grand Blue Fantasy anime. So my first impressions of this were very very positive um you know i'm a, I'm a sucker for fantasy i'm a sucker for you know cute girls doing cute things you know um i'm a sucker sucker for action you know this this show kind of really did have it all for me so my first impressions you know from the get-go were overwhelmingly positive but i still kind of had a little bit of apprehension just because like i said with that previous experience with the grand blue anime before this so what about you when i had this on the suggestions for kunai because obviously you suggested it i didn't know what it was initially because i went in completely blind so when i hear princess connect i kind of got confused between for some reason and forgive me for saying this but i thought this was like an idol master anime don't know why i just felt that it was like just by the name alone it it is kind of an interesting name princess connect redive like i got confused between that and idol master cinderella girls and i thought we were gonna watch that so then when i first opened it i was like what the hell is this and throughout the first episode i'm like are they idols like what is going on <laughs> like i i was genuinely confused so i had to stop it and then had to look at the wiki for a bit to kind of see what the game is about and what's all of this and i was like oh you know it's your basic sort of gacha game that has uh, combat elements and is set in another world and that kind of sort of isekai style show so i continued watching it and I'll be honest with you, Will, it was a difficult first couple of episodes. And really? Yeah, I, I was not interested in it initially. I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, I looked at it and then I saw certain characters and I was just like, oh, this this basically is a ripoff of this show or that show. And I it took me out of it. I And I think maybe it might be because I'm not really that into isekai. I like isekai anime, but there's like, I feel like we've gotten too much. I think like the market is saturated enough. And this came at a time I don't I don't think I even watched this one simulcasted I mean this came at a time during COVID I don't know it was just it just felt really weird like during that time I was watching during lockdown I was watching like Konosuba and like all of these other like big isekai anime and then I saw this I was like is this trying to be Konosuba is this trying to be all these other shows I felt something was missing you know what I mean like there's certain tropes initially that I caught from the very beginning and I was like okay how long are we gonna get this revealed in the season Season. are we gonna wait until the end of the season for certain things to be revealed it was weird because normally in these kinds of shows if there is a dark secret you get really hyped throughout the season waiting for it to be revealed but for this show it was just like uh not another one do you know what i mean and yeah, that I, was I, kind I of my say, first impressions i would say I, I will say i kind of i kind of understand a little bit in the way where you're saying it it seems like there's something missing because you know after looking more into not just you know the show but the overall plot of the franchise between the show and the game and everything well for one thing it's it's more like a, a sword art online it's not really an isekai it's a you know it's like a, a stuck in a video game is yeah what but, it is. but that's what an isekai and, is no it's an isekai is being transported to another world whether that world is in a game or not it's still an isekai because i mean me and kevin even mentioned it as well on overlord he's stuck in a game but it's still an isekai but that's what i'm saying semantics a big part of the reason why i think some people and i'm sure that it's not just you kind of have the thing that there's something missing is because they don't do a really good job of explaining certain plot lines and events that actually tie into the original game because that's the whole point the whole reason it's called redive is basically they pulled a final fantasy 14 when the original game came out just called princess connect it kind of bombed and they just after putting all the work and developing the characters and the art and all that kind of stuff they were like well we don't want to just let this property go to waste so they kind of did a reset on it and literally pulled a final fantasy 14 and then renamed it into 
Princess Connect redive, and there's certain things that tie back into the plot and characters of the original game that they never bring up unless you go online and you read like different wikis and stories and things like that. And I think that's a very interesting point as well because at the same time, this is a show to me initially when I was watching it, I felt very lost, at least within the first couple of episodes because I was like, what the hell is going on? Do I need to, because I knew this game was an anime adaptation or at least inspired by the game. So I was thinking, do I need to play a bit of the game to understand what's going on? Because initially, and I think you might notice this a lot and it's they sort of drop it halfway through the season, but initially in the season, you get a lot of references to the game very early on, right? Win, lose, you know, the, the victory uh, music that comes up or the battle music, which I presume is from the game but you have those titles that come up, you know? When Yuki got unconscious, it was just saying lose, right? Or when they complete a quest, or when they take on a quest, it will say quest, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So initially, at least within like the first six episodes, you had a, f a bit of that, and then it's sort of forgotten about, you know? So imagine if you're someone that has never played the game before, and you see this anime simulcasted, and you're like, what is going on? Is this stuck in a game world type situation? Is it not? What is going on are they trying to break the fourth wall is this a game do you see what i'm saying so there's a lot of confusion that sort of arises from that point at least early on with like first impressions and stuff like yeah that. you know thinking back to back when i very first watched it even though i did say that yeah i was pretty much you know i don't want to say gung-ho but already kind of excited to see what this can be i do remember having that that same kind of feeling through you know at least the first couple episodes like what is going on with this why is this main character so mm, dense yes and that's an understatement kind of a thing so yeah I, I i totally understand what you're saying there i guess we'll just kind of use that to kind of segue into the main character talk so what what did you originally you know think about yuki yourself to be honest with you when it comes to characters it is a bit odd because yuki initially when i looked at his character design it reminded me of kazuma from konosuba it's pretty pretty similar he's got the cape it just feels as though he is uh, a, I would say a brain dead version of Kazuma right because he doesn't know initially even how to talk right I mean he knew some phrases some words but he didn't know the word for friends he didn't know there's so much that he didn't understand he didn't understand the concept of money but yet towards the end of the show or even certain points in the show's plot he knows a lot you know what I mean like it's kind of unexpected how much he knows and how much he doesn't at the same time if that makes sense he does have some funny moments I will say that like his denseness his density if that makes sense really shines in certain scenes like there was this one scene where they got turned into pudding and they were trying to find him they're like what's happening to yuki where's yuki after they got turned back into humans and then you look at the ghost and there's like a little bit of pudding on the ghost and just in the stars it's just yuki with his thumbs up saying bye bye and that floored me which is funny because it's like there isn't that many funny moments in the show for me but when i saw that with yuki i could not stop laughing so there's certain things that i do like about him but at the same time i think he's too dumbed down for the show and there's a lot of things and there's a lot of questions that i have about the character like why did he lose his memory it's not mentioned how he lost his memory and then there's stuff that's sort of pieced throughout the show like hey he has sisters he used to have a different party like what's what is going on right we don't actually get much character development from him and sometimes his denseness and the fact that you know it was funny at first when he was getting eaten by all of these monsters and animals but then it sort of became this sort of comic relief trope which it works in a show like Konosuba because you're not supposed to take Konosuba seriously but I don't know. In this show, it, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I will say it's, you know, especially now after playing the game, it kind of makes some of the choices they made with Yuki in the anime a bit more head scratching, I guess would be a way to put it, because in the game, he's not as dense and dumb. He does have the memory loss. That's kind of, you know, the same kind of plot there, but 
he's still a very capable person in the game uh, and even then you know it doesn't even really come up that much except to like main story beats and things like that in the, in the game um so i think it was one of those decisions they decided to go with just to amp up the the comedy part with him i guess because in in the game he's not really comedic at all he's basically there to you know just help out the girls and you know power them up as you see you know in the anime like he has that ability where he can you know basically juice them up to to have you know stronger abilities and powers so that was like super weird to me but you know i did enjoy some of the comedy that came along with it but not all of it now to me i obviously more just enjoy the girls and then you know uh, and, and i don't mean that from just that you know oh here's a this misogynistic viewpoint that i'm just here for the cute girls no i just enjoyed their their friendship their comedies you know their interactions their growth and things like that a whole lot more especially after they you know kind of came together you know to form their guild you know once they actually got doing the guild events that's when things kind of seemed to pick up for me but as far as yuki goes yeah i i really don't like him very much in this first season to be honest it's very interesting that you mentioned uh regarding the female characters majority of the characters in this show are female characters and i'd imagine it's because they're probably trying to show off a lot of the characters that you could possibly get in the game if that if, if i'm not mistaken there yeah that that's exactly right and that's why it's called you know princess connect like because all the characters that you can collect and play with in the game they are all girls and like you know technically whatever their their main like special you know super ability is however you want to call it uh it's called a princess power so i can't necessarily fault you when you're saying your favorite characters are female characters because really yuki is the only male characters apart from those thieves at the beginning uh the guy with the afro and the skinny guy there isn't that many male characters in the show i mean at least in major roles such as yuki yeah um, it is very interesting though because the, the female characters I could see where this characters come from and finding out that this is basically an adaptation of a gacha game is where I could see where the characters emerge right and this is a bit weird for me to say this but the characters are tropes like they they are pure tropes and in gacha games you kind of see that more often because well that's the whole point it's it's about collecting characters collecting different types of characters and i could tell you from now like each character has their different trope each i don't i can't even remember all the characters but you know you have uh, someone like i can't even pronounce her name the the neko mimi the main crew if you want to go over the gourmet guild which is what the anime focused on obviously we already talked about yuki and then um after him you've got kokoro who's you know the little elf girl then you've got you know pecorine uh and then you've got carol or kairu however you want to say her name which is the the main cat girl and then you've got all the dozens and dozens of other girls that you know make appearances here and there and i think that's quite interesting because you know you've got a character like um carol right who's basically a, a very sundere character and as soon as i saw her i was like no i can't be dealing with this like it's oh, it's oh. incredibly annoying for me uh, look i i used to say this a lot on kunai that i'm a big fan don't, of sundere characters don't, but at the same don't time you don't no don't what don't what don't don't, don't you don't you dare bad mouth her i am going to and look she's an no. interesting character but no. at the same time i i do find that this anime heavily focuses on tropes and after a while it can be a bit exhausting right it's the same with peckerin right okay i get it she likes to eat but we only get clarification of her of her eating i think i can't remember until like episode nine the beach episode which is more than three quarters way into the season right where she's basically saying oh i i have to eat because of my armor you know it it, it gives me all of these buffs and to maintain that oh you're talking about pecorine yeah pecorine yeah so that like that's what i'm saying there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily described to us like i wouldn't have even looked battered an eye i wouldn't have even wanted a explanation as to why she eats a lot because well that's a trope in a lot of anime and in a lot of um, anime games where you have a character that just like eats a shit ton and doesn't get overweight or anything like that which makes it's sense. funny that that you say that too you know it, because it i can't help 
but talk about the game when correlating to the anime now that I've been playing the game for a while. It's funny that you mentioned that coming up so deep because that part of her, her character story doesn't even come until you're well deep into the game either. So I'm wondering if they were kind of using that to kind of match, you know, where the story was in the game itself. It's more than possible, but like I said, I mean, if you're someone who's never played the game before, you might have a lot of questions that may not necessarily be answered in the show. And I think that is a major flaw. Um, but speaking of the other characters, I kind of found the side characters to be more interesting, right? Like not the not the guild at all. Like Arima, the little alpaca girl. I, yeah. I thought that was super interesting. And then you had- yeah, she's great. I can't remember the other one's name, but the lizard girl, the one that's Yandere, uh, the, the, one, the one that Yuki is like shit scared of. That's what I'm saying about the tropes. Oh, because... uh, Eriko. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's, that's what I'm saying. Like it, we got an interesting episode out of it. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's like, okay, we we basically got a Yandere-esque character, right? And you got your Kudere characters, you got your Dandere characters. You've got basically every anime girl trope in anime. You have it here. And I think if you like that, that's great. But constantly getting bombarded and bombarded and bombarded with that kind of stuff makes it feel as though exhausting. That's that's the only way I could say it. Like the characters are genuinely exhausting and I don't really care about them, Will. You know what I mean? Like I've never seen an anime in which I genuinely don't give a shit about whether these characters succeed or not. I think the only interesting plot point surrounding the characters is with Carol and her being a double agent. That is interesting. I wanted to see more of that throughout the show but then it sort of I don't know if this is something that kind of appears in the game or even in the second season but it sort of feels as though she feels like yes I'm gonna go back to the good guys I wasn't a fan of them and that in itself is also a trope right where you have that double agent that's working for the bad guys then turning over to the good guys side if that makes sense no it's it's so interesting to like hear your your point of you know view from that because I, I mean I totally understand it I'm not gonna you know disagree with you in those regards and say, say that you're wrong because I'm thinking back to when I was first watching it to when I you know re-watched it this time to play in the game and it's you know you know I hate bringing up season two but season two becomes much more structured and it's still f and it actually starts to follow a bit more of the story whereas this first season to me it seems like for lack of better words it's an adventure of the week like each week was some kind of just adventure that wasn't really really congruent to the entire overall story of the plot and then you started getting little touches of it especially with the carol aspect of it because she is actually one of the main parts of the story and one of the main focuses of it but you don't get a whole lot of that in season one and they never even touch on it in season one either that you know technically like in this little group from what we know of the story herself and yuki are actually like the two strongest you know people there are like you know a lot of people think you know it's peckering because you know she's like you know your main fighter you know quote unquote tank type trope of character but carol and yuki actually have the strongest powers you know in this you know universe at the moment but they never actually explain that you only even know that like i said if you go on and you read the wikis and you play the game i don't know if you want to say anything more about characters but that's a very interesting point and i think would kind of tie into the story segment of the show i do at least want to talk a little bit you know about about kokoro because she's you know obviously uh yuki's you know kind of right hand gal like she's the one that's actually sent by ameth to basically be you know his guide and help him and all that type of stuff so you know she's very very much important as well and she's actually very powerful in important her own right in too. what sense because to me she seems like she's basically his carer or his mum and his guardian effectively that's exactly it she's the, his guardian his caretaker and wanted to kind of help ah, god i don't want to say guide him but basically just watch over him and everything because you know Ameth still knows pretty much everything from the past but she can't do anything herself so this is why she's got you know Kokoro there to kind of like be her hand on Yuki until he can regain his memories and his own potential and all that kind of stuff so that's why she's you know important in those regards but she's also like you keep saying how like each of these characters that trope you know she's your your you know 
oh, cute, soft-spoken. What's what's the the word? Uh, is it? It's not dandere. No, the I one th- where it's, it's like kudere, I think, is the one. Kudere. Yeah. That's it. That's probably it. But you know, she's that that trope in those regards. So it's one of those things where it's like the, the four of them, the four you know between Yuki, Pekoro, and Kokoro, uh, and Carol. You know that they're they're you know more than just the main characters though they're the unit that works together but they're more or less more than anything the vessel for you as the viewer your eyes into the world and all these other characters and and the whole point of you know the anime obviously is to entice people to play the games by the figures you know so every episode each week even though like i said earlier there is going to be that kind of overarching plot and story you don't get a lot of that until later because they're just going through and introducing characters and things like that see that's the thing i really wanted to say about kokoro is that it's interesting because her name literally means heart right so she's supposed to be this sort of loving caring character one that is there to basically take care of yuki but i find it a bit shit because that's basically her only existence right and what's going to happen when ameth returns right is kokoro just going to be useless because her main purpose is to take care of yuki what happens when yuki regains his memories there's so many things that i don't know that sort of hinges around yuki that make you think well are these characters necessary if yuki had his uh, memories right and that kind of in a way helps to break down the show a little bit for me well it's one of those things though too that that Yuki's strength is the fact that he's able to, like I said earlier, not only support but boost the powers of the girls that are in this world and everything. So he does need a unit regardless of who it is and like how you touched on earlier how you know he actually had an original guild an original party before this group and losing his memories and all that type of stuff so regardless of anything that happens he can't be a one-man show he literally has to have you know not an army but he has to have a force around him that he can then use his powers to boost them to accomplish whatever needs to be done think of it kind of like um if you've seen any of the rising of the shield hero where the shield hero himself can't really you know fight but he can use his his powers and abilities and he has people to fight for him that he can share his strength with okay same kind of premise what do you think about the structure of the show because to me the story didn't make much sense right because it does have an overarching story we do know that and at first it kind of felt as though oh do these episodes really matter like in which order you watch them and in fact they do because at the beginning of every episode they kind of reference what happened the previous day if that makes sense and i'm like shit i kind of wish it didn't do that you know what I mean? Because it kind of grounds that previous episode in reality. And it means you can't enjoy the show out of context. Do you know what I mean? It's one that you sit, actually have to sit down and watch and actually enjoy it. And because of certain plot points and because of certain issues with the story, having it very linear like that helps to sort of draw out those flaws. One being this, right? I did mention the episode in which Yuki is in the sky and he's like, bye-bye. The episode with the pudding, right? The very next episode, we get no reference to what happened to the previous episode i'm like how is yuki there like what like i swear he just got eaten so how is he there but then in the previous episode the episode after the beach episode right they're eating the squid sandwiches which is a reference to the previous episode so it it makes me think having the references to the previous episodes doesn't really help the show out and it just draws the flaws out a little bit and that kind of upsets me i don't know what you think about that i'm not going to say it upsets me but i mean i you know i've noticed some of the pacing issues too and it's one of those things that now that i've gotten you know deep into playing the game too i can notice where the anime itself even though like you said it's referencing each previous week's episode it's still not in order because anime is actually mixing in story elements from not just the main story campaign of the game but also like character side stories and event side stories and things like that that really I think are messing up the flow of the story I guess you say so think of it this way think of like you know a lot of long-running shonen anime that have filler episodes 
it's almost like that it's not filler because it is still actual like canon story from the source material but they're interjecting it into a way that's breaking up how the story actually should be going and that's why i also think that it's not until they get deep in the first season that it really starts to swing into that main story element and then that continues on into season two if you're watching this without seeing the game or having any exposure to the game like me those episodes feel like filler right and this is one of the reasons why we don't really like doing a game adaptations on kunai uh, because of this reason right because some games will do it some game animes will do it in a certain way like for example persona 4 the animation the original um they would they had to cover a lot of different social links a lot of different you know interactions and side missions with characters but they've done it in a very unique way they basically dedicated one whole episode out of i think 24 episodes to all of the side missions and they managed to make sure that every episode had action actually had something that was relating to the main story and i do understand that yes because of the source material you're kind of limited uh, because of how the, the game story works and stuff like that but it was kind of a little bit of a cop-out because we're going six episodes in i was thinking yes we're gonna get action because we did get a, a serious amount of action within the first episode and then by episode six i was like okay maybe we're getting a little bit more and then bam what was it it was episode eight or something that it just goes on to this episode with the kids and teaching them how to be a part of a guild right which is oh, a, which, uh yeah the little lyrical thing, which is actually, and that's what I say, that's one of those parts I was talking about is an actual like event in the game. Yeah. And that's, it's not, it's not part of the main story. It's an event story in the game. And and that's the thing. I, there's so many things that I've noticed. Obviously, I'm noticing this because I have played games like this in the past, right? These gacha games where there are special events and timed events and all of that kind of stuff. I've noticed that throughout and I'm I'm questioning myself. I'm like, is this related to the actual story or is this an, an event mission or is this a side mission or is this a character bonding event? You know what I mean? And as an anime fan, it's not fun to sort of question yourself whether or not is this actually part of the story can i skip this and i will say this the show does it in a very interesting way is that obviously with the called little lyrical guild. yeah little lyrical is the name of the guild yeah although the little girls with the little lyrical right you're introduced to them early on and the anime does that they will introduce a character really early on and then introduce them again in more detail further along the line they think they did the same with rima they did the same with um suzume they did a say a lot of things even with that lizard girl i'm sorry i can't forget i can't remember her name but Erico. Eriko, exactly. So even with Eriko, you're getting these sort of callbacks. I think with Eriko, it was a reverse way. So you kind of got a lot of detail in her her main episode uh, in, in the hospital slash prison. And then you got that sort of reference to her, I think, in episode 11 or episode 12 with the hot dog. Um, you know, you kind of get that. But with most of the characters, you get a little glimpse of them initially. They say hello and then they reappear, which I think was quite nice. It's not something that we kind of see a lot in um anime in general uh, a lot of callbacks to other characters and actual character development that way it's a very unique way of doing it and i will say it is successful in the concept of the show one thing i will say is that at least with the way that the show is structured the amount the sheer amount of characters sort of hurts the way the show is right because the more you yeah, it's introduce... really it's really difficult with with gacha games in general this is why like you know a, a lot of these type games ended up getting turned into anime there's so many times where a character will be introduced and then they're forgotten about and that's one thing that frustrates the crap out of me with stories like this um yeah but you know to be honest with you at least in this show they don't necessarily get forgotten about you do get to see them come back i don't know if how it is in the second season but we're not talking about that um but the fact that you have too many characters it means character development isn't such a priority it also means that because you have to focus on so many different characters and so many different side stories a lot of actual action scenes get cut out very quickly you know what i mean like there was that episode where they had to yeah. capture well, they had to save the bridge um, from that monster. That went down really Which, quickly. 
Yeah, and it, that it's that is actually part of the story in the game too. That is taken straight from the game. But that's what I'm saying. Well, I like there was no way for me to differentiate. Was that part of the game? Was that not? But that's not the point. The point is this anime excels in its combat scenes like i really love the scenes where you actually are fighting i love those story beats where we do get to see what's going on in the background what is this sort of drama that's going on with the royal family what's going on with the fighting and then you get like five minutes of fighting or you know you see this big bad monster and then five minutes later oh he's defeated it's like that's the stuff I think a lot of people would like to see and if you compare it to a lot of shows that may be similar I'm not going to compare it to Overlord but I think the, the closest competitor to this show would be something like Konosuba right in which you do get to see your wide variety of characters but at the same time your main guild in Konosuba and even in this show your main guild is given that character development you understand the characters a lot more and in this show because there's too many characters and you're giving time to all of these different characters i don't really see the guild as more than tropes and i don't want to get back onto this point regarding tropes but that's just the way i see it and i think it's down to how many episodes there are if this was a 24 episode season and they focused a lot more on what was going on in the background then potentially i could forgive the amount of side episodes and side missions and all that kind of stuff like that's just the way i see it yeah i i wonder if it's one of those things where it was like not only were they just trying to do too much with only a 13 episode show like uh but also trying to like shoehorn things into the anime to try to entice people to play the game and then they're just you know obviously not really succeeding at it unless you're someone like me like i i actually love most of the characters in this show but you know i'm one of those you know quote unquote waifu collecting guys i mean i you know like those type of games and stories anyway um so it's like it's kind of like how you were saying where um you would see a character in introduced but then they would get some kind of actual story or development later again i wonder if that's one of those things were taken from the game because there's parts in the game where you're just like uh in the town and then there's characters mentioned in the background are introduced and they're like hi nice meeting you and then you don't get any more story with them until later chapters in the game so i'm wondering if that's what they're like i said i think it's one of those things where they're trying to make the anime like the game and that's why like you said until like after like with episode six like episode six is one of the the episodes that i you know kind of wrote down some things about too like you're like yeah it's finally going to go somewhere but then it takes that that side turn like where where they go to help harvest the spice in the next episode and then the episode after that's the little lyrical episode so uh it isn't really until after the pudding episode that it shifts back into actually having more of a story but then at that point it's only those last three episodes of the first season you know what i mean so i I think it's one of those things where, uh, again, the, on the only, and I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but, you know, as being their first really self-produced, you know, anime, I think they were just trying to do, they weren't trying to do too much with too little, they were trying to pack too much into too little time. I think also, I, I will kind of give it a pass as well, because this was something that was produced during COVID. It's not easy. Uh, you could see that there was a lot of studios that were being crushed around this time. And obviously because of a lack of collaboration, people couldn't go in and work. And all sorts of people had to work from home. There was all of that. And I completely understand that. But I will say this. This is something that plagues a lot of anime adaptations of games a lot, right? The fact that we can't include too much because we don't want 
um, people to be spoilt for the game or we can't give the characters too much character development because they got to play the game to find out. It's something that we've seen in Persona 4, the animation on Kunai and something that we did discuss as well as when we did our episode for Danganronpa. That was something as well. There was something that me, because actually it was Kevin that brought it up, but it was something that me and Joe were trying to defend and saying, well, if you play the game, you get that character development. But we kind of have to think about it away from the game for a moment because once again the whole point of this anime is to get people to play the game but it feels as though like i am probably gonna go and play the game because of it but only because the anime did such a poor job of character development and story structure if that makes sense so it's not i'm not going to play the game because i want to play the game i'm going to play the game because i feel like i have to to actually truly understand the characters in the anime and i think that it just shows that the anime is poorly structured and that they don't really consider these things and it may be the case right because i remember when this anime was coming out i didn't pay much attention to it but if you were not signed, like if you had a Crunchyroll account and you weren't signed in for any reason in the app, you'd get ads for this game constantly because obviously Crunchyroll helped to um, to license it. And I think even the game, if I'm not mistaken, is published by Crunchyroll Games in the West. So it just feels to me as though this anime is basically designed to be one big advertisement for the game and it's not really doing a good job as being a standalone show if that makes sense and that's one of my biggest issues with it i i totally get what you're saying again like i said you know i mean it still didn't personally affect too much of my enjoyment but that would it's one of those things where uh, i had so many questions that that's why i decided to finally try the game and then after i started getting into the game of course is when season two came out spoiler there is a season two i can't disagree with with anything that you're saying uh there so um what what about uh, you you say that you you know you don't feel like you really care about any of the characters but did you have any favorite or least favorite characters i'll be honest with you uh my favorite character in the whole show is rima the alpaca but that's because she's got the comic relief she's quite funny but also she kind of stands her ground as well like i actually feel feel that she's a very firm character you also see that she has a level of um i don't know there's like she can get hurt you know emotionally she can get offended she can like she actually has the most in my opinion she has like for her being a side character she actually has quite a lot of character development and also the fact that She's very intriguing because she is an alpaca, but she can turn into a a humanoid character by eating this apple, right? So I'm like, well, what happens? It makes me want to know about this metamorphosis apple. What happens if a Nekomimi character, right, eats the apple? Do they turn into a cat? Like, that's the thing. And why does she need this apple when there's so many other people in this show that are humanoid uh, slash animal characters? if that makes sense so why does she like she's like very unique in the sense she's the only character that is an animal that can talk as opposed to a humanoid crossbreed with an animal if that makes sense so i found that quite interesting like she's obviously part of the elizabeth park team but i wanted to know more about the elizabeth park i wanted to know more like why why are they like that are they just a team that is basically animal characters if that makes sense like you got the squirrel girl which i thought was quite interesting as well because i'm a big i'm a big fan of squirrel girl the marvel comics so i thought i was like hell yeah big fan of squirrel girl besides her i wasn't too interested in like the rest of the characters but mainly it's because her character design was interesting and she had like the metamorphosis apple i think that there were some characters that just didn't make any sense and we didn't get much uh, explanation behind them like hatsune she's she doesn't use magic she has superpowers but then it's like well what the hell how does that make sense in this world in this odd medieval world that she's the only character that has superpowers but the rest of them use magic right there's so many things that i have to question like even there was this one bit when they were having a picnic carol actually brings out a thermos and i'm like what like it's medieval how do you have a fucking thermos like it didn't make much sense to me but that's besides the point i mean in terms of my like i would say my favorite character it's got to be um rimmer 100 what about you uh, uh rimmer is definitely a very unique 
character, both both in the anime and the game. She's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very easy. I'm very simple when it comes to this. If anyone knows me, they know my typical types and everything so my favorite is actually carol um after playing the game i have a couple other favorites but it's it's one of those things where it's like they're not in the anime much so it wasn't until i got into the game that i started liking other characters so as far as the anime goes carol is my number one favorite character um, I think she's the most intriguing because of this whole kind of like double agent thing and it's one of those things where uh, you know you, you again I you know I really hate tying things into second season but you can't really find out a lot of why she's doing what she's doing until second season but I also do like at least in first season where they show aspects of her thinking you know maybe I can be friends with these people maybe I can care about other people uh, things of that nature plus just knowing just how powerful she really is but at the same time she's 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 not dumb but she lets her emotions control it way too much and i just i think i personally think she's one of the more deeper characters in the series i will agree with you in that point she is one of the more deeper characters and i think the reason that she is is because she has this major plot point revolving around her and her being a double agent i think if she wasn't the double agent then i don't think we would have seen much from her as a character in my personal opinion uh, and i will say that that pecorine is actually a, a pretty deep character too but again you can't really get into her until you get into season two and, and that's the thing i mean with pecorine it's very interesting because we obviously know that she's a like it's it's clearly obvious from the very get-go that she's a princess right every one of her moves has princess in the name she wears a fucking crown and i'm like how does everyone else not know but then oh guess what no one remembers that she's a princess and you only find that out until the very end and part of me thought like the the character that we saw that was the princess in the show or you know the, the person that carol works for when we see her in the show initially i thought she was maybe like like the sort of evil stepmother type situation right that sort of usurped the throne that's what I assumed. I didn't necessarily think that, oh, actually, she's managed to make the, the royal family think that she's actually their daughter, even though all of the pictures in the house, in the palace. <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah. It's silly. Yeah, no, I 100% I get it. I will give you some little tidbits on that when we are off the air. But I, like I said, I thought that was a bit odd because it was just like, well, so no one remembered her completely. So then it's another character that has, effectively, it's like reverse amnesia. Like she can remember everything, but no one else remembers. And I'm like, okay, that's another trope in anime. It's bad enough that we have that with Yuki. But then part of me thinks that maybe Yuki's amnesia has something to do with... Uh, well, it... It all it all kind of ties back into the whole reset of the world. So, but it's one of those things that they don't do a good job conveying that in the anime. Did you have any least favorite characters? I think I've said enough about the characters. Like to be honest with you, like genuinely, okay. there isn't a character that I would say I really really love. So, hmm. in essence, they're gotcha. they're all my least favorite characters. So you said earlier that uh you really did enjoy some of the the fight scenes and stuff like that what did you actually think about the actual animation overall the animation was quite decent actually i mean you kind of got that differentiation between your funnier scenes and then your fighting scenes like not many anime could do that well you know what i mean sometimes it's just all shown in battle scenes and then sometimes it's like too funny i think it kind of reminds me of konosuba in that sense like when it wants to be funny when the animation wants to be a bit chill or a bit goofy it can be and then when it wants to just go out there and just fucking slay it can so yeah the animation seemed good there was some things that i didn't necessarily like about it but overall i was really really impressed what i did want to see though was more of those fight scenes because they were fucking interesting i will say this though with, with pecorine right she only uses one move so you kind of see that animation for that one move with the massive crown that comes out all the time 
and it gets a bit repetitive, but other than that, I think the animation was solid. One thing I will say though, there is some, in fact, there is a lot of 3D animation in this game, uh, in this game, sorry, in this anime. There's a lot of 3D animation in this anime, and I've said it before, good 3D animation in anime is animation that you wouldn't necessarily notice, right? And initially, you don't notice it. Like, with the ring in the hospital, that's in 3D, but you don't necessarily notice it because it's like smaller pieces, smaller little bits wiggling about. Or the clock, I think, was really well animated. That clock that TikToks with Ameth and stuff, that's really well animated. And then it gets to the shadow at the end of the show because initially the shadows weren't drawn in 3D. And then as they get bigger, they were drawn in 3D. And then to the point where you get the colossal shadow that comes in to wreck the, the city. And it just looked like dog shit. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it, it looked like someone was making a mod for Persona. Because basically, like, those are basically the shadows from Persona 3 that you fight in the game, right? So it's like someone was trying to make a HD mod for Persona 3 and it flopped. Like, that's what it looked like to me. It didn't look interesting. It, it just took me out of it. It kind of reminded me of, you know, the skeleton dragon in Overlord? Yes. It, it reminded me of <laughs> Unfortunately. that. Unfortunately. And I was like, okay, this isn't that good. And it makes me think, like, how come they didn't just 2D animate this? It would have looked so much better. But then I, I think about it, well, this was done during COVID. The 3D animation would have taken a lot less time. There would have been some time constraints and that kind of stuff. So I understand where they're coming from. This, this is one of those things where it seems like you and I kind of seem uh, to be eye to eye on it. it, it it's, it's both great and frustrating at times there, there's so many times in the show where the animation is it's better than what the show needed it's like there's certain times in the show where it's like this show has no right to look this good and in those other times where you get total moments of pure derpiness and i don't even mean derpiness for the for the uh, context of the comedy like it does from time to time but like you said with some of those cg th uh, well, parts and, and things like that it's it's very um very up and down it's a roller coaster ride from good to bad good to bad to great to good to bad it's it's very m middling at times um but like i said the, the the some of the highs for the animation quality are very very high it's just that unfortunately some of those bad spikes are very sharp and very sudden this here's a question for you do you think if uh Sai game studio um animation studio do you think that if they decided to go for a sort of mid-tier or, or sort of mediocre animation but just kept it consistent do you think that would have been better than having the really good animation at points and then just the really shitty animation at others no because like like i said to me in my personal opinion that the highs were too good to take them out like if i if if you said could you would you take out the highs if you could get more consistencies through it actually no not in this case not in this show because like i said some of those highs were really really high to me personally and and it's funny because i actually i, I don't want to say i didn't get into arguments with people but i had some let's just say heated debates while the show was going on where people are like oh my god this is so amazing did you watch this in this episode did you see this in this episode i said yeah that looked great but what about this bad shot and like i even took like some screenshots and put it on there and they're like what are you going on about looks fine to me i'm like do you not see this do you think people would sort of look past it because i mean obviously we're talking about it in terms of a very analytical sense right because we're reviewing the show but do you think a general member of the audience would be looking past the more shittier shots um, as they're watching. More than likely, unless they're, you know, well, I don't know, because to me personally, some of the some of the shit shots were just as stand out as the amazing shots were. So it's it's kind of hard for me to say. I think if someone is just, you know, loading up their you know Crunchyroll subscription and they're just popping it on to watch and everything i re i i think they'll probably give it a pass but i also think that people like that won't notice those highs as well either now i will say one thing that i think also accentuated those highs were some of the sound effects i thought like you know like some of the the 
like magical effect sounds are going off, the explosions, the high impact sounds. I thought those were phenomenal in the few fight scenes that we did get. Um, to be honest with you, I mean, in terms of the sound effects, I wasn't too impressed. Like, I was just immersed in the fight scenes, and maybe that might be a good thing, the fact that it just melded well together. But then there were some that sort of took me out of it a little bit, ones that were kind of more references to the game, or I would say are references to the game because I haven't played the game, but it kind of felt like in-game effects, if that makes sense. And I understand they probably went for a comedic route with those points, but it sort of took me out of it. Although, that being said, the music, I'm not sure. The battle music that we get that reoccurs, is that actually battle music that we get in the game? Yeah, so that's the other thing. Like, most of the sound effects, most of the music is taken straight from the game. Okay, because those were really excellent. And I like the fact that when you start hearing the music, you know there's a fight going on. It kind of gets you hyped. It's like, in the sense, you know... If you're playing Final Fantasy game and then you hear the 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 muse the battle theme starting to play, right? You're like, hell yeah, I'm getting into. Or you know when you go inside a boss battle, the music changes, that kind of stuff. And I really do enjoy that. It, it kind of just lets the listeners know that. Um, no, not the listeners. It lets the audience know that there is an upcoming fight, and you really get hyped for it. Although, yeah, the fight doesn't last that long. But it does get you hyped for it. And I, I do really enjoy the music in that sense. The soundtrack overall was really impressive. Opening and endings, though, I don't know if you had an opinion on it. For me, they weren't that good. Like, I skipped through them. I love the opening. And I will and I'll say I like the ending, too. But I love the opening to this. I'm one of those people, though, that anytime I watch anime, I never skip the opening and ending. I watch them every time, even if it's ones I don't really like. If I'm still watching the show, I still watch both like for me it just felt as though it didn't match the show or the tone of the show because it was like this weird sort of jazz music initially and then it goes into this woman singing and it felt very 90s anime and i was like what the hell what the hell is going on here like the op didn't decide what genre of music it was i didn't like it again taken straight from the game well even even yeah. op I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I like it, but you know, that, that's me and everything. Um, now, I, I do want to just bring up a couple things here about about the, the voice actors too. So probably the, the biggest voice actor, you know, that, that's going to be in the show is going to be the, actually the voice actress for uh, Pecorin is, uh, is, I always butcher her last name, but Mao Ichimichi or otherwise known as MAO or just Mao you know who that is no what, what, um, what kind of stuff has she worked on she's been a lot so well she's in uh tensara she's Shion in tensara oh, okay. if you've seen that yeah. uh she's uh sakura from classroom of the elite she is one of the you know the three girls that are kind of like takagi-san's friends and tz master takagi-san she's the one with the glasses yukari of course you know she's oh god i'm trying to think there's there's something that she was really well known for here not too long ago and i can't I'm brain farting here at the moment i know she was i know she was in fire force i can't remember who she is in fire force though uh, but long story short she's been in in a ton of works like she has a, a huge fan following i'm not exactly sure what role it is that really made her blow up but yeah she she's been around for you know for quite a while so she she's like I'm, I'm sitting here trying to look at her, her, her mouth page, and it like her, her voice acting roles just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. So, yeah, she's been in a lot. And then uh, Carol, she's her voice actress hasn't done a whole whole lot, but it's Bika Tachibana. Um, but some, a lot of people do still know her name. Most recently, other than doing uh, Princess Connect, she was in uh, Assault Lily Bouquet. Um, which is another anime based on the game. It's a pretty, pretty good anime, though, in my personal opinion. And then if you uh, look at um, Kokoro's voice actress, Miku, uh, Miku Ito, well, she voices Miku from um, Quintessential Quintuplets. It's not a show that I've seen, so I really wouldn't know. Oh, you haven't seen? I okay, haven't seen so. it. No, no, I haven't. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, I know you've seen uh, Ueno-san because we talked about that. Yeah, so she's uh, uh, Yomogi Tanaka in that. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else she's been in that you might know. I don't I don't think so though. But yeah. Yeah, she hasn't been in a whole, whole lot, but she's been in some good stuff. So, so there's good voice talent here. There's good animation talent. There's obviously good uh, uh, musical talent, in my personal opinion. But that's one of the things that Psy Games is also known for is their musical staff. I mean, a lot of people that work for Psy Games in their art department and in their music department have pedigrees, not just from uh, anime, but also other gaming franchises like Final Fantasy and Nier and things like that as well. Um, now, we've pretty much gone through everything as we've talked through each little tidbit. Did you have any other particular gripes or grumbles that you wanted to bring no, up? No, to be honest with you, I think that's pretty much it in terms of my gripes and grumbles. Yeah, I, I think you know, I've pretty much you know touched on everything myself, though. You know, Even through all the gripes and grumbles, I still like the show. Um, and I knew from even watching this just because I love the characters of like Carol and Pecorine that I wanted to see a second season uh what, what are your thoughts on that would you want to see a second season that's a difficult one because part of me doesn't want to see a second season and the reason being is because i was a bit disappointed with this first season and it makes me think that it's going to be more of the same do you know what i mean especially if you're watching the anime for the first time have nothing don't know any sort of context behind it it makes me think as though the second season is going to be more of the same and i'm i was physically exhausted watching this show so i don't want to see a second season for that reason but then there's part of me that wants to see a second season so that i know more about the story because the story just got interesting in the last three episodes of the show and i'm hoping that that story continues on for second season now the second season does exist but yeah am i gonna go and watch it straight away i'll probably give myself some time and maybe like couple of months and then go into second season and see how that fares out just so i know the remainder of the story it's a weird You're one such because a butthead why because i was gonna ask you it's like well now that you know there's a second season do you think you want to watch it but you've already answered i've it, answered so it i ask you the question you're such a butthead. I'm, well, I'm, I'm sorry for being a butthead. But yeah, in, in that in that sort of thing, like, would you, like, what were your overall thoughts of the show? Like, would you recommend it to someone? Who would you recommend it to? It's, it's hard for me to say that I would recommend this to someone just because, like, I personally don't know a lot of other anime fans like me that totally go for this kind of show um so again i think i've you know said this before on other episodes that we've done it'd be one of those things i would only recommend it to a very specific audience now i will say you know that if i do know someone that likes a show like konosuba or like combatants will be dispatched or um uh, the reluctant hero one things like that then i'd be like well maybe you might like this show but like i said it's it's a very narrow audience that i would recommend this series to i agree with you on that point but i disagree with you in terms of the whole if you like konosuba don't if you like konosuba don't watch this show you'll be disappointed because i know that if you've seen konosuba crunchyroll might suggest this show to you don't don't watch this show if you're a big fan of konosuba because you, you're gonna really dread this show you're gonna hate it no that's my personal no. opinion because that's your opinion i say no I, if you like konosuba no. watch the show i don't think so and i think it's because konosuba is better in the sense because it has better comedy has better animation better fight scenes overall it's a it's a well-structured show that's why i'm saying if if you're a big fan of konosuba and like the shows for that merit then this show will disappoint you because it's not well structured the characters aren't um, well developed either it's got great animation in some points but then lackluster in the other so that's why i'm saying it's it would be a disappoint to watch it hey man just 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 because you like kellogg's frosted flakes doesn't mean you can't eat the great value brand yeah this is this is walmart great value konosuba that's basically what the show is which i'm not i don't mean that as a insult like it's one of those shows that if i had nothing else to watch i would watch it right but there's so many good anime out there 
Like, I can't find myself to actually want to watch this show because of the things that we've mentioned, right? And if you're a fan of the game, definitely go and watch it because you're really going to enjoy it. If you're a fan of, you know, that sort of waifu gacha hunter game, then you'd enjoy that 100%. If you want to support Psy Games, then yeah, definitely watch this anime because well you end up supporting them and, and and that's fine right but who would i recommend this to I, I agree with you well i can't really find that many people to suggest this show to like definitely this wouldn't make much sense to anime newcomers uh even anime veterans may not enjoy this show for what it is because of you know the gripes that we did mention previously but yeah that being said i don't know if you have any other points on that will or not no, the, the the last point that i'm gonna say is this <clears throat> regardless of everything that either i said or you said and even me saying that you know i would only recommend this show to a very limited audience as i've said repeatedly through this episode i still really really enjoyed the show and i do recommend people at least try to give it a shot you know anyone listening to this episode if, even if you're like eh, this doesn't sound for me just at least watch the first one or two episodes give it a try and then from there if you're like nope this isn't for me i can't blame you for it but i personally love it even through all of its warts i i'll be honest with you i wouldn't say even the first two episodes i just say maybe watch the first six episodes it will give you a... no bish no no I... i'm saying the last word i'm saying the last word i'm just At i'm being honest it, it, like it just, because just it try the get, show no nope, the show nope. doesn't get interesting until like i'm cutting you off six. nope stop um, I'm cutting you off right now. But speak, Try the show. Speaking period. of being cut off, um, Will, thank you for coming on this episode of the podcast. Yeah, man, it was fun. And also, thank you guys for listening. Just as a reminder, be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. Just give us a five-star rating. It really does help the show. In addition to that, if you do want to support the show even further, big thanks to our sponsors, Crunchyroll, where you can actually watch this show. If you go to crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai or sugoi mart if you go to getlifepodcast.com forward slash sugoi and use the code GALP, you get 15% off on all of the website. Finally, Will, do you know what the next episode of Kunai is? I don't think you do. But I don't have a clue. You haven't told me. I haven't. See, I haven't even told Will. So the next episode of Kunai is one that I'm really excited to do. And there's a special reason why we were going to do it. Uh, at least it's a very personal reason for me. Kunai started in 2013, I think. So how many years ago was that, Will? 2013. Nine years. Nine years ago. So that's... It's been nine years, and I think it's been five years since we've cancelled this episode of Kunai. Let me check. I'm I'm double checking in our in our show notes because we actually had to cancel a few episodes of Kunai. Don't know if you remember that, but oh yeah, it was in 2016. So 2000. Wait, 2016. How many years ago was 2016? Well, six years. So, okay, so six years ago, we were supposed to do an episode on assassin. Ugh, we were supposed to do an episode on assassination classroom um season one and that's going to be the next episode of kunai there's going to be very interesting really? yes we're going to do that and i think the reason why i wanted to do that was because well we did denki guy and that was another cancelled episode and i think we did really well with denki guy and considering also that i love the discussion that me and kevin and joe had six years ago and we never recorded it which was really odd Aww. so we had to cancel that episode because we just we had our notes or well, everything was ready and then we just cancelled the episode so what I will say is this, get excited, get hyped for ass class. And the funny thing is, I don't even have my old notes anymore because I don't know if you guys know this, but like my room sort of like collapsed, my half my house collapsed a few years ago around that time of that recording. So basically I lost my notes, my original notes for that. So haven't seen it. Life comes at you in funny it's ways. It's weird, man. Just like Assassination Classroom. Just like Assassination Classroom. So next episode- Boom ching <laughs> Next episode will be Ask Class. We'll see you guys until then. I know that there's a lot of popularity surrounding the show. There's been an odd resurgence because it's finally made its way to Toonami. So it, like I always see it trending. Um, so hopefully you guys can get in on the discussion. We're going to be talking about the first season on there. Once again, I believe you can also watch it on Crunchyroll because this was originally a Funimation show, but it's made its way over to Crunchyroll. So that being said, bye.
Peace out.